like you have a cupcake. It's so it's so bad now. Is I mean, and I know we've talked about this before, but just throughout my head when I'm talking to patients or I'm just driving around like those random like I understood the assignment and I'm like, but I'll be with patients and they'll say <laughs> and they'll say something, and then in my head I'm like. Don't say that out loud. It's not. It's it's not good. You you go on a death visit. He understood the assignment. So terrible. Uh, yeah, but it's not good. I think my favorite patient, well, actually least favorite, is when like I'll walk up and I'm like, hey, I'm Jeff. I'm the nurse. You know, how you doing? And then they launch into like a 15 minute oh, tirade. Do not answer. Do not ask open ended questions. Yeah. <laughs> Because usually, like, I want to sit down and be like, okay, here's my list of questions. Let's talk about your pain and what's going on. But if I just go, you know, hey, how's it going? And then they launch into, like, well, my son was supposed to come over, but then he's got this. And then I got this thing on my leg. And then my car doesn't have gas in it. And they took my garbage can and just, like, I just walked <laughs> in. Help me. I'm like, oh, God. I want, I want some car. I want some good car. Okay. Ooh. Are you in trouble? Are you in trouble? All right. Anyways, welcome to the Nerd Trick Podcast, everybody. <laughs> I'm Jeff. I'm here with David. Hey, guys. And Phil. I'm not in trouble. Oh. <laughs> um. All right. Let's jump into this one. Um. Unification one part one. Uh, original air date November second, nineteen ninety one. Um. God, this is an emotional one because I mean, obviously, it's tying a lot of TOS stuff into TNG. We've got Sarek back. We've got, you know, um, which and then this in turn leads into because uh, in, in Discovery there's a, a, a there's a unification part three, um, which then also leads into the JJ Star Trek reboot. We don't talk about that. <laughs> I do like. Okay, obviously, we'll get into the JJ stuff when we get to it, but I like that they actually could tie it into a, an official TNG plot. So there is a yeah. connection and it, it's just a multiverse before yeah. there was a multiverse. So I, I do like that. Yeah. And it's kind of a good crossover story. Apparently, I guess I missed it. Mm-hmm. The whole reason that Leonard Nimoy agreed to this was to kind of do a crossover thing because Star Trek six was getting ready to come out. Yeah. Which he was the executive producer or director of, I don't recall which, I think but he has, he probably wrote a little bit of it. He did yeah. not direct. He okay. I think it was so maybe he was the EP or writer or something. He probably but, had a credit. Yeah. yeah, and and he took just like scale pay to do this episode to reprise Spock and to kind of trigger some stuff. Yeah, because this is about, about a Thromulans month or two. And, yeah. So well. Yeah, this was in this was in November, and uh, Star Trek Six would yeah. come out. Um, like the Did first week, the, of, the first week of December. Yeah. So this is season five, episode seven, original air date, November 2nd, 1991. So yeah, it, it's about a month before Star Trek six comes out. Um, so what I had read and, and this could be wrong is that he wanted a lot of money and they couldn't afford him, but then yeah, Star Trek six was coming out and they're like, Hey, come do this. And yeah, then he decided to, to do it for scale as like a pr- promo almost, um, yeah, to get press for six. Um, which is interesting because I think again, six has not come out yet. So they're still calling the Klingon homeworld, the Klingon the Klingon homeworld. homeworld. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Still not yeah they, weird. they say that the homeworld. I'm like, okay. Okay guys. <laughs> yeah, well, and then in, 
in this episode too, they actually do mention Kittimer because when they're bringing up like, oh, Spock knew this old uh, Romulan ambassador. Yeah. I think they the met Kittimer. Kittimer. Yeah, they met during the Kittimer Accords. Yeah, the Kittimer right. Conferences. Yeah. Which, but then I think when you watch the movie, you don't, I wish they would have, because they know that this was in the episode, like put that actor on screen somewhere in the movie. Because I, I don't see, I don't remember him from the movie. Oh, with Senator Kratop uh, putting him on the screen? That would have been interesting. Yeah, they should have put him on the screen in I, I think that that would have been cool, but I don't think that actually happened. Um, I just think it, it would have been cool. Um, so the general plot of this one is um, Spock has gone missing. They found him on Romulus. They think he's defecting, which of course it's Spock. You know he's not defecting. Sending out a search for Spock. <laughs> it is a search for Spock again. <laughs> yeah, we're searching for Spock part, a lot. Okay. Part two. <laughs> um, so of course, right where the fuck did Spock go? Spock. Exactly. <laughs> put a bell on him. Um, so they have to go to Sarek to kind of get some information about like what's happening. But then we learn, of course, Sarek is dying. He's got Vulcan Alzheimer's or whatever diseases he has, which he, he does die. Um, we don't see the death, but we, it is mentioned that he dies. Um, so that does count towards our kill count, but this is a sad death. Uh, it's, it's not a fun. Yeah. The loss of Sarek is big. Right. Well, and then I think Mark Leonard would pass I think maybe five years after this. It's not long after this. He 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 dies too. Um, but he dies. Well, do we want to do we want to do a death count off? <laughs> yeah. Well, he he does die. It's part of the plot. He yeah. Almost yeah. almost five years to the day. It was mm-hmm. the end of November of ninety six when Mark Leonard died. Yeah. Gotcha. So. All right. So yeah. So TOS we had sixteen fifty. Borg, we have 5,000 Borg deaths so far in TNG. And then we have 15,715 TNG deaths for a total of 22,365. Dang. And this was Um, the first time that a recurring TOS character died. I mean, if you you discount like Spock getting resurrected. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because they didn't really kill many people off in their old one. And, yeah. and he was a big character too. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah and sad. that, that whole scene with a Picard and kind of doing his, you know, his emotional, like that's a, a rough scene. Yeah. It's watching him lose his mind and yeah. Especially, yeah. especially, and it's classic Alzheimer's cause he's like, he's kind of grumpy at first and then realizes Picard is there. And then he's mm-hmm. like, Oh, and then he started, has this like totally He's lucid very conversation. Lucid. Yeah. Yeah. And talks about uh, Senator Pardek and how him and Spock know each other. And then all of a sudden Picard's like, oh, so we need to find Senator Pardek. And then all of a sudden the, the Alzheimer's kicks in and Sarek's like, how well, do you, you know Pardek? What's yeah. like, what? And just totally. Yeah. And Picard's like, peace. See you later. But I like, I like, which is kind of what I tell patients too, or uh, families is like, Picard doesn't correct him. He just kind of rolls with it. He's like, yes, I I've, I've heard of him. And that's why I tell families, I'm like, don't correct him. Like just kind of roll with it. Like obviously if it's a safety issue, like yeah. redirect and correct, but don't like just, you just kind of have to go with it. Cause it's not, it's not an argument worth having. Yeah. yeah that's don't worry about did. who's right. <laughs> yeah. That's well, what yeah. we did when my uncle had advanced Alzheimer's. It's like, you, you, if you try and argue or correct them too hard, you're just opening up a whole can of worms it's and more then they get super emotional. Yeah, yeah. And they'll start arguing, getting combative and that's a nightmare. 
yeah, it's it's just not worth it. Yeah. Um, so I I was curious about this, and I kind of wanted to bring this up while we were watching this. So, Sarek is approximately two hundred years old. He's been married several times. Like he was married to Amanda, Spock's mom, and then uh, what's her name? What's the new one's name? Perrin. 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 Um, I'm curious. What's what's so obviously a lot is made of the Neelix and Kess relationship because Kess is in her species time. She's two, even though she's probably like in her late teens, early twenties, yeah. but it's, but it's generally creepy because Neelix is probably older, like, you know, forties. Right. But in this one, Sarek is 200 and Perrin is probably what? Seventies. Like, that's is that a, creepy? It's about what it looks like. Is that not creepy? I, I don't, or, or is there a certain age gap where you're like, nah, it's fine. I was going to say, for us, probably not, but for Vulcans, they might be like, Robin the Cradle. Uh, uh, uh. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Uh, uh. I Um, mean, she's more than half his age, technically. Less than half his age. Yeah, definitely. I think there there comes a point where it's pretty irrelevant. Or just, yeah, it 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 doesn't matter anymore. Old old is old. (laughs) Once you cross 100, it's fine. Well, if you think about it to us, too, if 20 years is a huge difference if it's 20 to 40, but if it's 50 to 70, not as big of a deal anymore because life. No, because one person's on social security, the other one's not. (laughs) Sorry. All right. All right. Fine. Jeff has a problem with 50 and 70, but (laughs) I don't care. I'm just curious if people have a problem with it, if there's. I'm Obviously, I can the, see it being that same kind of thing. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's 130 years, but it makes a difference as to how old they appear and how that. I would imagine that's how it works in that universe as well. And that I just setting. imagine Sarek slipping up, and he's like, "Hey, remember that time we went out with Kirk and we met those Tellarites?" And, and he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, that was my other wife, not you. That was 100 years ago. That's, <laughs> that's before you." That'd be so shady. Sarah sleeping on the couch. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, then who is Cybok's mom? I don't think we are never told who Cybok's mother is. Mm. Right? Unless there's some book out there about Cybok. I don't know. I don't. He's a bastard. He's like, he's like a Cybok snow. He's a bastard. So don't, don't kill me. Who, who was Cybok again? In the, oh in the novelization <laughs> of Star Trek five, they name her mother as Teray, who had been bonded to Sarek when they were very young. Oh, like a in a mock time situation, kind of yeah. Where they like pledged to them. Okay, so this is so, before Spock, so he's the older brother. Yeah, but there's another thing that says that Cybok's mom is Amanda Grayson. So who the fuck mm. knows? No, because then it can't be because they're half brothers. I know. That's why I'm like, huh. It can't be Amanda. That's weird. I don't know. If anyone knows, I don't know. Uh, which is ironic because then that would mean Cybok is the full Vulcan and he's the one who goes all emotional and seeks God when Spock is the half Vulcan and he goes more logical and and all that. I don't know. Yeah, officially on, officially on Memory Alpha... It's listed. It says his mother is a Vulcan princess. Oh. Which Sarek is, is not the best is father. That, which is the he one. doesn't. He doesn't which is have the one he was bonded to. 
with any of his kids uh, adopt like you know michael burnham adopted kid or his biological kids like he is not the best Mm-mm. no no father of the year awards for that man no parenting <laughs> is not a good thing and i can't think of any i think dr crusher is like the only decent parent that i can think of offhand or like Riker and troy in up a card that's really it yeah or well, uh, uh, I mean Cisco as, but I mean there's there's, there's not a lot. Um, okay, so basically, what Spock is trying to do is he's trying to kind of it's so it's called unification. It's he's trying to kind of get more of a dialogue between the Vulcans and the Romulans because they do have shared ancestors. Um, um, so he's trying to do that, which is which again, like I said, ties into future storylines. Yeah. Um. We get to see, um, oh, then there's kind of a subplot of they find some like Vulcan wreckage and then Riker takes over the Enterprise and goes off because Picard and Data have to disguise as Romulans and go to Romulus and find Spock. But Riker, they go to like a depot and they're trying to find like what happened to this wreckage and the ship and also, but I know it ties in eventually, but it's, I like that there's kind of this like, I like this subplot. It's not a B plot, but I like it. There's, there's a mystery there. I like yeah, I couldn't yeah. decide if I liked the shipyard guy, though, because he obviously it, is being a dick about everything. But I was like, I know so many people <laughs> I've come across in jobs and stuff like that where it is like, eh, you might be a big shot, but I'm the big cheese around here. So yeah. <laughs> he thought a handsome woman would just lure me into doing this. And he's handsome probably right. Woman. I couldn't believe that. I was like, well, and it's this? and it's run by a Zach Dorn. OK, who, if we remember the Zach Dorn from past oh. episodes where data plays the Zach Dorn grandmaster and stratagema. Oh, okay. That's makes sense then. Yeah. That's the one with but, the stargazer, isn't it? No, no, this, but he takes over. Um, they're doing war games in the free. Yeah, they're doing, up. yeah, they're doing war games and Riker gets a skeleton crew on this old abandoned. That's right. Mm, Nebula class ship maybe. And yeah, it looked like the stargazer. Yeah. 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 Do you remember that? That one, David, I do remember that one. Okay. What I was going to say, though, is the, the guy, <laughs> the shipyard guy, whatever species he is, whatever fucking word you just said, is that um, yeah. looks oh. a lot like the Ugnots in Cloud City and Star Wars. And it just made me realize they're both like scrapyard tenants. Like junkers. So apparently once you have that like ridge shit on your face, all you get to do is watch trash. It's like <laughs> droopy cheeks. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. But it's it's an interesting subplot because they they go there they the ship is gone the Zakdorn is like we've run this facility for hundreds of years and we've never lost anything what the fuck and then they're like okay well where's yeah. the ship the where's the uh the sensor array the, the supposed Tripoli? to be yeah yeah oh well we beam it over to the Tripoli so they go there and there's nothing there and they're like what the hell and they play dead yeah. which is really cool and waiting to see how they're like well somebody's gonna show up for this supply beam let's see what happens right and then so they yeah they they do die yeah they (laughs) attack them and they die we don't i think there's there's no crew count that i could find so i don't Mm -hmm. have a number on the deaths yeah we don't Um, we don't we have no idea yeah so i mean it does tie into the full story eventually i just i i think we get the conclusion in part two but i I don't remember offhand what it is because it's been a while since i've watched these yeah, and I'm not gonna say anything anyway because David. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't watched dude, it, <laughs> dude. I I posted because I I I watched this episode on on Sunday, 
and I posted a thing on Twitter like, oh, Star Trek is, you know, so is for Star Trek posting this this episode. And I got such a wide mix of reactions. It was either like, oh, I love this episode or, or it's, it's such an emotional one. And then I got people who were like, how dare you post that photo? That's such a, that's a, you know, he's dying. How? And I was like, the fuck? It's a fictional show. What do you give a shit? <laughs> like people were pissed that people, I posted that People one. feel such strong emotion towards Sarah that they're offended that you would post a video yeah, of I mean, him he's, dying. He's not screen. dying in that scene. Right. Sort of. But like people were like annoyed by it. It was weird. Good. Yeah, that is weird. Good. Um, we get that. We get so uh, the the center. To, so I guess uh, Romulans live a long time too. If he was a, if he was at the Kittimer Accords and then he's alive now, so they they must live a good 100, 200 years. Yeah, I would assume that Romulans and Vulcans would have the same type of lifespan. Yeah, there's no reason to think they wouldn't. Mm. I do like because we we haven't really I think this is the first time seeing Romulus I think right uh, yeah mm-hmm. like seeing any kind of remote look of yeah like actually being on the planet or anything yeah yeah well and I like too how a Picard had to get a Klingon bird of prey and he's like not threatening Gowron but he's kind of like I'll tell everyone oh. that you needed our our help if you don't help me now <laughs> oh yeah it was a Loki threat well oh, yeah. especially when he hears that Gowron's trying to rewrite history and say how. <laughs> <laughs> and, and totally leaving out the role that the Federation played in his ascension. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and there's a lot of, stop, um, you need to stop being a piece of shit. Send us a <laughs> ship and help us out. Right. Um, with that total subtle undertone of like, or we could make things awkward for you. Yeah. Maybe I, we'll come I, and I know poke around and talk to some people. Would be more than happy to <laughs> su- supply us a ship. <laughs> exactly. Um, Steven Root was the commander of the Klingon ship. And I don't know if you know, Steven Root is a comedian. He's, he's like, do you guys know who Steven Root is? No. Oh my God. <laughs> he was in uh, the, the sitcom News Radio. He was the weird guy in Office Space that had the red stapler. Or he was, oh, he's okay. been in shit for like years. Oh, wow. I would have never uh, guessed in 100 years. Yeah, but that's him. Well, because he had all the you know Klingon the, shit, shit on him. On. Yeah. But it's funny because he's like, oh, this, these are our quarters. There's only one bed. I hope you, you know, we don't have mattresses. It's just a slap. I love how data data's line in that. He's like, well, sir, I guess I don't need to sleep. So I'll just stand up. You can take the shelf. I love that whole scene where he's just like staring at him. He he pats it. He's like the shelf. The shelf. Um, And like Picard tries to go to sleep and he's like, data, what are you doing? He's like, I'm running a diagnostic. Just creep the fuck out by data. And he's like staring at him. (laughs) It's just great. Which I don't think that would have bothered me. I was like, I would have just gone to sleep. I'm like, okay. It was funny. It's like I don't right. think it would have bothered me one bit, but yeah, he's all weirded out. What are you doing? He's like the thing I'm processing information. I'd be like, all right, oh, whatever. Well, but for a Picard is so used to having his own cabin, like no one in his room, and Data's just like staring at him. That's got to be weird. Yeah, I guess that's well, true. It's like no different than like being asleep in your bed and Q is laying next to you all of a sudden. <laughs> he just pops in. Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> See my uh, my kids do that. Like I'll be asleep and they'll come in the middle of the night and uh, they scare the shit out of me. It's not because the creepiest. They, they just roll up to you and it's just a dark figure at three in the morning and they're like poking mm-hmm. you and I'm like ah, because it scares the shit out of me. Oh yeah, when mine was little, she would do the same thing. She'd roll in there, but she'd just be like staring at me. <laughs> <laughs> it's creepy. Before yeah, I mean she would just poke me and I'd be like ah. So there were a it's couple. It's very times startling. It is like staring. Like, 
It's like, what the fuck are you doing, kid? Mm, I don't know. I'm afraid I'm gonna like whack one of them or something, like by accident, just like <laughs> defending myself. <laughs> so creepy. Flails about and knocks his kid out. <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> I do well because when someone wakes me up like that, I'm like, I'm like, ah, like I jump. Well, oh, yeah. yeah, when I when I was a kid, my dad would work early mornings, come home, go to sleep, and then I'd have to wake him up for dinner. And it was always like that. I'd have to just sneak up and like, <laughs> get that because I'd watch him pop up and be like, ah, no, it's just me. You just get like a stick and poke him. Spoke him a few feet away. Basically. Like, don't kill me. Yeah. Um, we get that. We get Picard and Data as uh, Romulans. So that's always fun. They had some really great scenes in this episode. It's like they did when they're when they're in the in the Romulan, I don't know, quarter, Little whatever soup. you would call that. And Rest, yeah, yeah. And he's and Picard asked Data if he can figure out where they were at in the security footage. Mm-hmm. And Data's like looking around, analyzing the surroundings. But the way he's moving his head and Picard's like, um, yeah, you need to knock that shit off before you get us killed. <laughs> Stopping an Android. Yeah. Which is interesting is, I mean, obviously this, this has not happened yet, but when you get to Picard, um, with the whole Borg AI thing and they mention how, oh, you know, Romulans don't have AI. We've never experienced, or we, we don't, um, do research on it because something happened because of this whole secret society that's against AI and all that. And you're like, think about that. And like, like an Android, a sentient Android is on Romulus. If you retcon it a bit, Oh, like that's gotta be fucking weird for them. Dude, they would freak. Yeah. Yeah. Knowing what, knowing what we know now. Yeah. If you go back and watch it. Yeah. It Mm -hmm. adds a whole other layer to it. Yep. Um, but it's interesting too, because they talk to the, the, the soup lady and she says like, oh, no, we're we're loyal. We're like, you know, we support the security forces. Yeah. Like how paranoid are Romulans? It's, it's like it's got to be like living in a security state 24 seven to to be like that. Like, yeah. Oh, well, your accent sounds a little funny. You must be with state security and just like, mm-hmm. holy crap. Are you all this paranoid 24 seven? Freak me out. It'd be like living yeah. in like East Germany or something or East Berlin, China know? or something. Who knows? Yeah, Ugh. but it, I mean, it, it gives you a bit of insight into the Romulans because yeah, we we don't see a lot of Romulans. I think Picard probably had the most Romulan interaction out of almost any other show. So, so did you do the same thing I did what? when they were sitting there at the little table? <laughs> I'm like, good soup, good soup. <laughs> <laughs> Just good at soup. the time that they were like, oh, Picard and Data are going to go. In my mind, I was like, Data? You're, you're going to send Data on the undercover mission to try and blend in? Like, he's still trying to deal with blending in with people on the <laughs> ship, and you want to go send them into a new culture and hope they don't get... Co- I, I thought for sure they were all dead. Uh, I, just, like, I just love his reaction, like, when he's got the Romulan prosthetics on, and he, Data's just, like, mm-hmm. looking in there. He's like, wow. <laughs> he's so impressed. He's all amazed. Yeah. Well, because they they make a point of it of like, I think we can change data. And then data's like, I think we can change back. Like it might be a permanent thing. So like, could they not just make human skin for him? I don't know. But Bev had a great line when they were fitting out their prosthetics and stuff on board the Enterprise. Mm-hmm. And she she asked data if his ears are removable or not. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That, that's a fair question. Well, they just took his head off like two episodes before this. Yeah, right. It's like, well, it would make things easier, I guess. It would. 
but it was well funny. that's it's like, it's one of my favorite lines it's in part two but where picard is in costume as a rama and, and he goes i'm gonna take this opportunity to go remove my my ears that's one of my favorite lines. <laughs> yeah, like you and me both yeah um okay so the picard and them they get taken by pardek but brought into like this, the, this underground thing. And we finally Same meet thing. Spock. We finally realize, Oh, Spock's there. So he's all, he's in like 30 seconds of a part one. Like that's it. Um, yeah. It's like the perfect ending to a two parter. Yeah. It, it I is. I can tell he about halfway worth. through. I'm like, if we haven't seen him by now, he's going to show up at the very end and then be like, bum, 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 roll credits. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Cause that's, that's how TV works in the nineties. Yeah. He's talking, talking to Pardek and they're like, we need to find ambassador Spock, blah, blah, blah. And he emerges from the shadows. Well, you found him. You found like, him. Oh. So good. You do realize what TikTok I'm going to go make like right after we're done with this, right? Are you going to make the good soup TikTok? Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> good soup. Yes, I am. <laughs> uh, it's going to be so good. In two weeks when this episode comes out, no one's going to be like, what? What is he talking about? <laughs> nah. Um, soup will be around for a while. It will. Um, I... I like, well, it's especially because this is a weird time. I mean, because you have to think TNG is in season five. Like, they are rolling strong. Yeah. TOS is still making films. And, of course, everyone was like, oh, if we're making films and there's a TV show, people are going to be confused, which is such a bullshit. That's such crap. Yeah. Oh, I can't tell which characters are which. Like, that. <laughs> like, um, really? So, I like that they could cross over. But it's yeah. it's it's interesting too because it's like if you know Spock is in the future, obviously there's he's not going to die in Star Trek Six because I think and they were tagging it as like this is their final film, mm-hmm. you know. So I mean, I wonder if that was giving away if they're like, okay, well he's in the future, so he he, he doesn't die or something he, doesn't. Happen. He's obviously not going to die in the movie at least. Yeah. Right. Well, again, because <laughs> he's <already laughs> died before. True. Yeah. Like, how many ways can we kill Spock? Yeah. He still could. Well, he just can't stay dead. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Well, because I I wonder, and I don't remember. I don't. I mean, it came out in '91. So this is the first Star Trek film I saw in theaters. Was um, was six because I I was in England at the, at the time. I think. Um, but, but I think were people thinking like, oh, maybe they'll kill Kirk or maybe they'll kill somebody else. I I don't remember if that was a thing at the time. I don't know. See, I was at this point. I was too invested in TNG. You didn't care. And kind of like I am now, I couldn't really <laughs> have given two shits about TOS. So really, I remember. Yeah, I remember it coming out and me just be like being eh, whatever. So I couldn't Interesting. tell you anything. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Yeah, it's just how I was. I'm like, eh. fine. Um, yeah. What else happened? This one? I don't know. David, what's your take? I mean, did you, I mean, obviously you will get a lot more information in part two, but what were your thoughts on part one at least? Yeah, it's, it's always so, so hard to judge a two-parter when you've only seen the first half. Um, it was interesting seeing them turn into Romulans and such, but it, it felt a bit dull. I understood obviously from the beginning too, that this was right when Gene Roddenberry had passed. So this was like mm-hmm. the episode dedicated to him and then it made sense that it tied back to COS and we had Sarek going. So I understood it was heavy emotions and what was going on with all of that. Um, That being said, yeah, it was a bit dull for my taste. I'm very much, but it it was designed to set up 
everything for the next episode. Yeah. So I'm true. really hope, I, and I feel like it did a good job of that. I feel like they're in a good place now to do something really cool with the next episode. So I'm hoping it's good. Um, yeah. But well, this yeah, this clocks in at like a six maybe for me because it's it is a lot of watching Sarek die and a lot of emotions and then the the Enterprise doing like a milk run, like mm-hmm. <laughs> just kind of. Yeah, it is, and but hopefully, it when you're able to view the two parts as one whole thing, you'll see like yeah. okay, yeah, it was worth the setup time. Yeah, breaking it up like this is is a little disjointing. Yeah, and I mean, uh, there is that part too. Is like we, I know that their Captain Picard and Data aren't going to die. Like I know they kind of got caught at the end of the episode, but like it just. I'm like, okay, I know that's not going to be a problem. They're going to get out of it in some way, but it is, I'm curious to see how, but it is, it is one of those in our jaded future positions here where we've seen all kinds of cliffhangers of all kinds of any kind. Now we Mm kind of see them and we're like, all right. Whereas back then they might've been like, like talking about it around the water cooler the next day. Oh my God. You think they're going to kill them? Like they could be done. Who knows? Well, yeah. And especially for a mid season. Yeah. They don't, well, because, yeah, that that's what we were yeah. saying. They don't do a lot of two-parter. I think there's only two two-parters mid-season. Yeah, and I think and I think the only reason they did that was because of the timing of Star Trek VI coming out. Probably. Well, and that hey. does make a lot more sense to do it at the end, because in between seasons, anything can change. Who knows what's yeah. going to yeah. happen. So, I just thought of this. Uh, okay, so, okay, to my knowledge, the only mid-season two-parters are Unification and Chain of Command. Does that sound about right, Phil? Uh, yeah, sounds right. Okay, both episodes revolve around Picard going on some crazy away mission. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Yeah. But it's interesting because in this one, Riker just takes the ship. But then in Chain of Command, they give it to Jellicoe. They're like, nope, we need someone else because it's right. the Cardassians maybe? Well, there know. was there was a different – but that was a whole subtrif- subterfuge kind of thing with right. Jellicoe taking command yeah. and Picard getting reassigned, quote-unquote. So oh, that's were, right. Because they, they were trying. Yeah. It was an intelligence thing. That's right. Okay, that makes more sense. Kind of interesting because, like, the whole at the beginning of TNG season one, the whole conversation with Riker and Picard, he's like, "I'm here so you don't go on these crazy away missions." Yeah. And then here we have that. Well, and Riker's like, "All right, I'll watch the ship while you're gone." Oh, it's like, oh, it should be a little more. Uh, like, no, don't go. <laughs> Birthright is a mid-season two-parter as well. Oh, Birthright. Okay, that's the Klingons, right? Be- because that's that's the. DS9 TNG crossover. Oh, right. Okay. That makes Worf, sense. Yeah. Uh, Worf goes to DS9 to investigate reports that his dad is still alive, that mm. Morgan's still alive. Is that when DS9 starts? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Gotcha. They have, they have all the characters on board, like Data right. and Bashir oh, have Bashir. together. That's right. Both on the station. And then that's like Data has like a weird vision of of Ninian song. Oh, I haven't watched that one in a while. Yeah. That's been a while for me too. Okay. Um, no, kind of going back to David's point, I think, well, Picard was assigned to go on this because of his relationship to Sarek. So I think Riker had a choice. Like, a Picard yeah, was but just, I just thought they'd be, usually they like to have those little conversations of like, you know, you shouldn't go. This is a bad idea. I don't like it or something. Oh, holy hell. He didn't put up any like resistance <laughs> at all. He's just like, eh, bye. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's another one. There's another one in season seven. Apparently, they like to do these Which after one? season five. Gambit. Oh, I like Gambit. That, fuck, I thought that's right. Yeah, Gambit's a two-parter. Wait, is Birthright a season ender? No, it's just time zero. Well. For what season though? 
There's only three more seasons. There's five, six, and seven. Yeah, season six has two mid-season two-parters in it. That's Chain of Command and Birthright? Yeah. Fuck, okay. Yeah. Um, Gambit's good. I like Gambit. Um, season six doesn't end with a cliffhanger, I don't believe. Yeah, it does. Oh, yeah, it does. Descent. With Data. Ah, the with movie. Hugh. and Yeah, that's a good one, yeah. too. Jesus, they're didn't see that. That's that's my point. Is there that is after so kind of season four or five, like those later seasons, they're getting into like these slightly bigger story arcs, more yeah. mature themes, and they're I'm like having throwing a lot of everything out. It's yeah, it's, it's hitting hard. There's like it just is so much shit going on all the time. Yeah, good shit, um, but a lot of shit. It is good shit, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I think that's kind of it for this one. I don't know. I mean, anything else you guys wanted to cover? No, I mean, there's so much setup in this episode that yeah, it's, it's going to be really hard to give a comprehensive recap until after we see part two. Wait, it is yeah. all set up. Like, <laughs> it's, it is. Just yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just how we're rolling on this. Episode, yeah. so it yeah. takes a bit. Well, because you have to get... Oh. I'm not going to give it away, but you get a lot of payoff about Picard and Sarek and obviously him being kind of the, the intermediary, but because Sarek and Spock had a terrible relationship. Um, yeah. So you get Picard kind of be that bridge for them. And then you get a lot of tie in to some other really, stuff that really, happens too with, really with, with the Romulans and shit. So, so it's good. It's good stuff. Yeah. So we'll have, we'll have a better recap next, next week. Yeah. After that one. Yep. Yeah. I have, I have a feeling I'm going to make a newbie prediction having not seen it, that Picard and, Spock are going to end up mind melding too. So it's like a wrong dump into one sex. bucket, dump into the other bucket. They do it. <laughs> they do it. <laughs> well, well, this has been my last episode. Thank you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks everybody. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me you have sex with that. No, actually uh, a Picard just chases Spock around trying to get his comm badge back. <laughs> 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 oh, <God. laughs> oh my gosh. Pull the Riker maneuver. (laughs) (laughs) Give that Uh, back. I need that. I need that. (laughs) (laughs) I think we definitely covered this one. I think we're good. Satisfaction. All right. Um, Okay. I guess David, do our thing. All right. Yeah. Check us out at nerdtrekpodcast.com where we got links to all of our social media sites. You can see our smiling faces in the Meet the Nerd section on that site. And whenever you are done uh, watching your brain brother die a slow and painful death, you can go give us a five star rating and review. And we'll read that out over the air. I promised myself I was not going to like lose my mind this time. <laughs> um, I was going to stay, stay composed. And like last well, time, I always try. I know you do. Your brain brother. <laughs> all right that is it for us uh thank you everyone for listening we do always appreciate it uh sincerely we do uh and with that we will catch you on the next one bye everybody see ya